Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. So what do Michael Milken, Eddie DeBartolo Jr., Bernie Carrick, and Rob Manafort have in common? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely nothing. Oh, uh, sorry. So while those three people, Kenrick, Milken, DeBartolo Jr., and of course, our lovely Lajado. Rod, I can never pronounce this guy's name, Blachowicz, those guys, those guys, they received a pardon today from our illustrious leader, Donald Trump, while the Astros, yeah, I think they've kind of received a pardon too, just in their own way. They got it from Rob Manafort, but they're not getting it from the rest of the major leagues. Seth and Sean, Sports Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. We're back after a couple of weeks. Seth uh, was ill last week. I was on a business assignment. And, yeah, so that's where we were. So apologies to all and to all good night. And, Seth, welcome to the show. Hope you are feeling better. Yeah, uh, couldn't have been much worse. So so we, we did skip the show last week, which we haven't done in a long time. Uh, I just I wasn't up for it. Sean was hanging out at uh hanging out at barbecue places in Dallas. So yeah, if there was it wasn't the worst week the world was skipped, but we do have a lot to talk about over what's happened over the last couple of weeks. Did you speak up? Bring yeah, up Rob so Bogdanovich. I did because I said who which out of these did not get pardoned. He got pardoned today. If you didn't see that, I know, I did. Yeah, because by our illustrious leader. Yeah, our illustrious leader. So sign stealing has taken a life of its own. Peter Gammons reported uh, on the Athletic today that Hank Greenberg, and this has been done ad nauseum, and he brings up a good. Uh, if you haven't read the article, I'm not sure it was a great article by Gammons, but certainly a a good story. When Hank Greenberg was playing in the 1930s. A guy brought, and I, I kid you not, a rifle to center field, pointed it at home plate, <laughs> and used the scope to look at the catcher's fingers and then signal right above the pitcher's like shoulder, if you had the eyesight that good, in center field. Now, there's a lot wrong with that picture. <laughs> Number yeah, one, that sounds like that sounds like something that would happen today. We right, because state. let's. Yeah. What? I don't see the problem. <laughs> yeah. Right, because somebody. Not only are you. 
not only are you bringing a rifle into the ballpark, but you're literally pointing it at the pitcher <laughs> during the game, the whole game. So according to the story, and look, the stats back it up, the uh, Hank Greenberg, I think, hit 18 home runs during the month that they were stealing the signs. And Rudy York hit like 350. So, I mean, it has been going on forever. We get that. I think everybody understands that stealing signs has been going on since the beginning of baseball. I don't think anybody disputes that. However, stealing signs in A, the magnitude that the Astros did it, which has come out more and more. Number two, the fact that they have continually denied it. That's number two. And number three, in 2017, when they were given a warning not to do it, all of it yeah. goes into – now, you can, you can play the game, and this is why the players have not uh, – ladies and gentlemen, I, I've done a, a good amount of research on this, and the athletic has certainly helped me out in that research. But why the players are not being suspended, why they get immunity – And you can ask, you can say, look, you should have known. Look, you should have known. Well, a couple of things are going on here. Number one, when Manaford, the commissioner, Rob Manaford, sent out that notice, he did not send it to the players. He sent it to the teams. And according to reports, the Astros did not funnel it down to the players. Now, (laughs) cheating or not cheating. Oh, you didn't hear that part? No, I never heard that one. So, so, so the edict was sent from Manaford to Jeff Lucko, who is the who was the GM, the former GM of the Astros. He told he told AJ Hinch, but they never quote informed the players that this was a problem that you couldn't do. It. <laughs> That's great. And Lucko admitted, and Lucko admitted to not doing it. So when you go and and unlike unlike Roger Goodell who has absolute power in the NFL, Rob Manford certainly does not have that in the in Major League Baseball. And so what he would do is he say, "Okay, Alex Bregman, you are suspended for 30 days." Well, why are you why are you suspending me for 30 days? You knowingly broke the code that you could not use signs and could not use electronics to steal signs. I did. How did I know that? We sent the teams a letter. Well, that letter never got to me. In fact, my general manager admitted such in the report that you made on the Astros. So, no. No notice. (laughs) Can't do anything about it. I guess I'm a little confused because Pretty much, you need to be sent a notice not to cheat. I mean, I I, I get it. But it's is very, it cheating? I I think that that at the end of the day, is it cheating? It's yeah. only cheating. Hold on, hold on. It's only cheating if there is a rule that prevents you from doing it. True. There there is a rule that prevents. Pretty much the stupidity of your organization does not preclude you from doing something which you know intuitively is wrong. 
and illegal. Not uh, illegal is, is okay. But, uh, illegal from a sports perspective, not illegal. From right, right, right. I get, I get, I get it. I get it. But, but here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. You have been allowed to steal signs forever. This is knowingly yes. done. Yes. Okay, so how is this now illegal? Because this, because there's one thing doing it without assistance. Why? Who made? Sorry, wait, wait, where is that? Where is that line drawn? That state, that, the line was drawn when the letter went out. That that Houston didn't give it funnel it to the players. Their stupidity is not an excuse for the players. It's, but it's not stupidity. Hold on, hold on a second. You, so you, you think this is just this is innovation? No. What so I'm 30, saying wait, is so you 30, cannot so hold 31 on. Teams. Go. Yeah. No, go. You first. No, I'm you. I'm not saying it should. That's what they're going to say. Right or wrong? I don't care. That's what they're going to say. I don't care. That's going to get them off a of suspension. It will never fly. The same way I, as you, as you, Seth, when you get a new tax code, right, you can't right. automatically be assumed to know the government makes up a tax code. They make it up in their own, their own little box, right? Yeah. They don't publish it to anywhere. They just make it up in their little box. They don't notify anybody. They just make it up in their little box. And then you do your taxes, and you do them incorrectly, not because you knew that they were being done incorrectly, but because all of a sudden the government made it up in their little box and then retroactively but, said, by the way, you did it wrong. How? They are not I got no notice. We, I, the comparison to me is, 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 is moot. Because they work for Major League Baseball, whether it's at a a player level or not, they work at that level. They work in that organization. True. Now, so you're telling me that in your forgetting what Houston's going to claim, because if you read nine thousand headlines over the last two weeks, nobody believes them. What is your feeling on that? What Houston claims to me is moot. This was the rule that you were not filled that I refuse to believe that they didn't have no con that they had no clue that you can't use an e watch or a what, whatever. An Apple Watch or what that which is what I think they'd the rule was in 17. You know, it's one thing having someone steal signs when they're on second base. It's another using equipment to do so. I don't think that... I think it's a pretty clear contrast. And it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure it out. Once they went after the Yankees or the Red Sox, I think it was the Yankees in 17... No, it was, the, it was the Apple Watch. Stuff. It was the Red Sox in 2017. Was the Red Sox? Okay. Okay, That's here's the thing, right? Right, but... Okay, the concept that you have 
and 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 the line has, as you said, the line has been drawn, right? But everybody in everybody in every sport will will agree with this. Agree with this statement. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. True. Fair. Everybody tries yeah. to get an edge, whatever that edge yeah. is. And yeah. if it's not a fine line, and you're not crossing that line, you're trying to get as close to the line as humanly possible without without going over that line. True. Yes. I think you. I think if you ask any player. They would do that. They would get to that line, whatever that steroid. And, and that's why I could never fault Mark McGuire for Andrew, ever. Now, steroids are, anabolic steroids are one thing, but Andrew, no. He was getting as close to that line as humanly possible before it was it. illegal. True? True? Okay. I get it. So, if there is, so if there is no rule that says you can't do this, and you are not around, and you don't know of said rule. Now, I'm not saying, look, you know you can't drive. Let's put driving here, okay? Let's put driving. You and I are driving down the road. There is no speed limit sign, right? The right. default is 30 miles an hour, correct? Yes. The default is 30 miles an hour. Okay. If you're going over... If you cross into another county and it goes over to 45, that's your notice, right? Don't go 50 because you've just gotten notice that it's 45 miles an hour. You are given notice every single time. This is not murder. I get that. I'm just saying you'll never get these guys. You're never going to get the players. I get the moral compass here. And I think that's where you're coming down. Min, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I get the morality yeah. of it. But what do you want him to do? What do you want Rab Manafort to do? Tell oh, me I a solution think, oh, here because I, I don't got one. I don't think there is I don't think there is one. I don't. And but that's not that's not the issue I have. I don't have the issue Okay, of, so what, five million is the most five million is the most that Manafred can find. So that's what he finds them. That's based on CB, the CBA. I get it. Yep. The only yep. way you were going to get people to test, the only way you were going to get people to testify was the promise immunity. They did it. I get it. It doesn't, but that doesn't, I, I guess that's, I, I'm not really arguing with the results. I understand why they can't suspend Bregman or suspend Correa or, but that they think that their reputation should be upheld. You've got to do a little bit better than that, than what, the, what they're doing. I have no complaints because this was the, look, this was, this was the narrow road that, that Man- Manafred had. And his speech did not exactly instill confidence, you know, that Major League Baseball was going to handle it better going forward or changes were going to be made to the CBA where there could be drastic things taken. You can't, I don't think you can take away the World Series. And we've talked about this before with other sports. It doesn't matter. It's over. Yep, I agree. There are three, I believe that there are three titles, three or four titles that have, are, have been vacant 
in the history of all sports they, in the in vacated, the Big Four. Vacated. You well, USC. No, vacant. I'm not saying vacated. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying okay. vacated. I'm saying vacant. Vacant. Not not okay. not even vacated. Just vacant. 1903. There's no World Series winner because the Nash, because the American League. 1904. 1904. All right. There's yeah. no va- there's no World Series winner. Because the National League, I believe, uh, the American League, I believe, refused to play the National League. Refused to play. There was no Stanley Cup, I believe, somewhere around 1917, because I believe the teams got sick. (laughs) Could you imagine that? The whole team got sick. Yeah, so there's one Stanley Cup, but there's no Stanley Cup. I believe there is one uh, not – it's pro football championship before, before the um, before the Super Bowl because of the war. It's when the Pittsburgh, it's when the Steelers and the Eagles actually had the merged teams. I don't believe that there was a a NFL title game, whatever that may have been. And then there's the 1994 World Series, which there was the strike. Well, wasn't it. there one for hockey also? Well, that's what I said. That was one when everybody was sick. Oh, yeah. You're right. That was a whole season. You're absolutely right. Believe. Yeah, a whole season was canceled. You're right. Yes. Yeah, I I think that was 95 or 2005. Uh, Either way. So there are five. There are five. None of them have been, in your term, vacated. (laughs) You're you're not. They played the games. Whether... You're going to get an asterisk next to it, You're, and and it may not be an asterisk, but it sure as hell is going to be an asterisk in everybody that was around. Yeah. And somebody's going to get hurt this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to go after the players hard. You don't think when Arroyo Chapman, I mean, Chapman, the first time Altuve is up against Chapman? Everyone's going to be holding their breath just a little bit. Yeah, you will see. I mean, two of the most mild-mannered baseball players in major leagues right now are Nick Markakis and Mike Trout. And Mike Trout, and this is believe it or not, this is what this is what Mike this is what this is what Rob Manaford wants out of Mike Trout. He wants him to be yeah. this guy. He just doesn't want him to be this guy about this. <laughs> and his statement, I'm going to get his statement because it was awesome. And Marcakis was, was even better. I'm not even sure if, if, if you saw Marcakis's. But Pretty much he wanted to all kick right. all their asses. Yeah. Or something like that. I think he said he wanted to kill them. <laughs> like, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was nasty. I mean, it was legitimately nasty. And so Trout, uh, I'm looking for it. Hold on, where is it? It, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, he blasts the scandal. Uh, blast him. Here we go. Um, I lost some respect for those guys. <laughs> I'm sad for baseball. It's tough they cheated. I don't agree with the punishment. The players are not getting anything. 
It was a player-driven thing. It sucks, too, because guys' careers have been effective. A lot of people lost jobs. It was tough. Me going up to the plate knowing what's coming, it would be fun up there. You don't know what helped them or, what hurt or not, but you knew what was coming. It's going to definitely help them. I don't know if you take the trophy away or the rings away, but they should definitely do something. I don't know what. To cheat like that, it's sad to see. Now, what's funny is this is the guy that is the best player in baseball, right? Yeah. I mean, hands yeah. down, not even close. Yeah. And he's basically yeah. been an MVP candidate every single year that he's played. Could you imagine if he knew what top... was coming? Yeah. I think he's been in the top three of MVP every single year he's played. So right, but that's what I'm saying. Could you, imagine yeah. if, could you imagine if he knew what was coming? Okay, now here's no. Mar- Nick Markakis. Atlanta Braves outfielder Nick Markakis, is the li- this is from the Chronicle, the Houston Chronicle. Atlanta Braves outfielder Nick Markakis is the latest player to bash the, Atlanta, uh, the Astros through their sign-stealing, telling reporters at Braves Spring Training Complex on Tuesday, quote, Every single guy over there needs a beating. <laughs> okay. And then there's that. Seth, this is going to get do? nasty before it gets anywhere else. It's just going to get nasty. But you, know, but you know what? It's the first interesting thing that's happened to baseball in a long time. You know who's happened? I agree. This? But here's so 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 there are two things that come there are two things that come to mind with me with regards to this. Number one is is player safety. And I say that in two levels. First of all, level one. When I used to play softball, and you used to play softball too, I mean we used you and I both played baseball, we both played softball. And you knew that there was a huge hitter coming up. And if you were the pitcher, you were not exactly, how do I say this, uh, brave enough to just stand there. Like you no. defended yourself because you knew that ball was coming back. It may not be coming at you, but it's certainly coming somewhere. The guy was, you don't strike out in softball. <laughs> That's not the way that works. So, I say this in the nicest way possible, but if you have a 100-mile-per-hour fastball coming at you and you're Mike Trout or you're Jose Altuve or you're Alex Bregman and you know it's coming and you can hit a 100-mile-per-hour fastball, that ball's coming back out at 100 miles per hour, if not more. And you're the pitcher? I'd like to know if any pitchers got hit during this time if any of these balls were batted back at the pitcher, because you could make the case, and it would be a tough case to make, but you could make the case of assault. You could. It's an intentional battery, and a battery is something that, that hurts another. It's an intentional physical battery, and you knew you had the intent to hit it. Whether you hit it at him is a different story. Again, a a difficult case, 
but some that you might be able to make. So that's number one. That's that's my player safety number one. Number two, how do the umpires deal with this this year, Seth? I have no idea. Because, yeah, I have no idea. We know it's going to happen, right? We know somebody's going to get beat. People get beat all the time. I think there's going to be no, there's going to be no, no gray area here. I think Manfred's going to say you, you throw it pretty much, you throw at someone, you're out. I think there's going to be no strikes for this season. I, I have a feeling it'll be for something any, along those lines. So, not only so in the past, and you and I have have gone through the beanball wars of the past, at least watched them, players have basically disciplined themselves on the field, right? I mean, you come up, you do something bad, you know the next inning you're probably going to get plunked. And in in the recent history, that has been curtailed quite a bit. And you think that's just going to be off the table. I think I, I I think so, because you now have a team. I mean, think about this. Now we don't really know how far it went with the Red Sox, so we're going to leave that to the side for now. You have a Dodgers team that thinks they got screwed out of a World Series. Two of them. You have, yes, depending on the on the feeling on the Red Sox team that feels like they got screwed that they got screwed. Plus their player got screwed out of MVP. You have players around the league who were cut but were cut by other teams or other situations came about because of this. But we've already seen the first lawsuit because someone got you know got cut for letting up five runs in one inning against Houston. And I think he's pitching in the Japanese league now. And he's suing for a loss of compensatory, some kind of compensatory income. But wait, 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 wait. wait. no, he's not. Uh, so he what? No, he's not. He's not suing for income. So Mike Ball, and I don't like to correct my my co-host, but he's not. He he's suing for thirty-one million dollars. No, thir- no, I don't. I don't like doing it this way. Thirty-one million dollars. And that he wants that that number came from all the revenue that the Houston Astros accumulated during the playoffs, and he wants it donated to charity. He does. He doesn't charity. want the money. But okay, you know, Major League Baseball wants no part of this because no, this is. I think up. we discussed that this the last up. the last time we talked. This is going to be interrogatories. This is going to be depositions. This is going to be a case. And I'll tell you, I'll be more interested in this case than I will the steroids case. And I was really interested in the steroids case. That's the first time I saw Sammy Sosa talk in English and then forget how to talk in English. (laughs) In in back-to-back days. It's like he had amnesia. And it just re- and it just it just applied to the English language. Um, yeah, I think this is going to just be ugly. 
everything about this and the repercussions and the fact that this happened, it, all this came out three weeks before. I mean, Carlos Correa, I mean, God bless him that he is taking the side of Jose Altuve, but, man, shut your mouth. You're just making it yeah. worse. And I don't Nobody know what would make it But nothing. here's the thing, Seth. There is nothing that can be done to make it better. Not, I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't agree with it. So, so the okay. players already have immunity, right? First of all, let me ask you this yeah. before we go there. Do you think this will tarnish anybody to the point of not being elected to the Hall of Fame? Not sure yet. I've already thought about that a little. It will, I don't think it will tarnish Verlander because he's a pitcher. No, I'm talking about like an Altuve. And you're talking about Breg, Bregman, Correa, Altuve. You're talking about those three. Yep. Um, yep. I don't know. I don't think so. But I, I, I'm not there yet. I, I don't think so. Okay. Well, let me let me play let me play another game. Jose Altuve comes out tomorrow and says, "You all know what we did. You all know it. Like we know we it, it, you know it. I know it. We cheated. Okay. We did this sign signal thing. It happened during 2016." It happened during 2017. It happened during my MVP season. It happened. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think that is better than where we are. It is, but it also doesn't Okay. The problem is apologies in this kind of thing are completely meaningless. No, no. The no. BS that they're doing right now is completely meaningless. I agree, but I think they're both meaningless. Okay. What does an apology do? I hit you with my car. I'm sorry. What the fuck do? I, what the hell do I care if you're sorry? You hit me with your car. All right. We are a very forgiving society. Yes. Some of us, apparently. Nah, come on. Somebody says they're sorry to you. It's much better Someone than if they don't. Sorry. If... It depends on what it is. Let me rephrase. Someone I, someone hits me with a car and it's truly an accident. Fine. Someone's drunk and hits me with a car. Well, come on. Sorry. Fine. No, so let's, let's call it this way. Hold on. Hold on. Let's call it this way. So Altuve admits that he made a mistake and he's sorry. So he admits the mistake, okay? Lapse okay. of judgment, whatever you want to call it. Not just saying I'm sorry that I got caught. I made a mistake. Whatever that is. Okay? okay? To me, and, and you have to take it with a grain of salt. Do you believe him, right? Do you believe that he actually has any what's remorse. That's the word I was looking for. Well, okay, let's, so let's, if he let's, does... I think I've been a little... See, here's the problem I have. He 
can't have remorse for doing it because he never would have never would have come out. He never would have apologized proactively. Correct. So the only probably not, but nobody. Ever, but most people don't. I understand, but the okay. apology is only for coming for getting caught. Because if it's never, if he would not have been caught in the first place, nobody would have ever heard from this, about this. So that, so that he, he's sorry that it happened. He's sorry that he did it. Has he been living with guilt the last three or four years? I don't think so. He won an MVP, won a World Series, paying what a hundred, hundred million dollars contract. Hey, I'd be sorry for that too. If that, if that would be the result. All right, so. So let me go the other way, right? Mike Fears, right? Who blew this whole thing open. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yes. All right. Is he just as much as fault? No. Why not? Number one, he's a pitcher. Number one, he's a pitcher in the American League. He can't he can't be as much at fault because he how much could he have participated in actually doing it? How Number much could two, he have benefited? Tremendously. That his hit, that the hitters hit, he didn't. He did not have statistics that were improved because of it. The ERA wasn't better, except for the, the strikeouts were right. Better. Except for wins, wins you're right. Better. Except for wins, his, his wins well, made the middle relief, Okay, whatever. So it goes from five to seven. Not going to have an enormous impact on his contract, most likely. Um, won a World Series. Won money f- from well, a World Series. Yeah. But Didn't say anything during the out. season. I can No, I'm not saying he proactively no came story. out after. Hold on, hold on. He proactively came out after he left the team and after he benefited from the team. He signs another contract based on the stats. So how is he not as much? Is it the well, is it the action or the cover up, Seth? Look, it's the act, but. His cover-up is certainly less than everybody else's. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't want to keep fighting over this. I mean, okay. So you. No, so, well, what are your so you don't think. You don't. You so you don't think there's anything that could be done to soften this blow. No, I don't. It is what it is. Okay. What do you? I, I don't think you can take away a World Series because. No. The rings are out. I agree. The uh, the uh, they've done the parade. What are you What are you going to do? Right, you the, you're right. There's no. You can't you can't go back in a time machine. You can't quantum leap to it. You can't you can't Marty McFly it either. Or even the you can't go back and get the Infinity Stones. Right, all those things right. are gone. Exactly. I'm I'm with you on. That. I have – hold on a second. So, anyway. So, anyway, um, I just think that you might be able to get away with it, but you're right. There's really nothing more that you can do with regards to this. You're right, 100%. So, hold on a second. Talk about the All-Star game for a second, the NBA All-Star game. I know there was a new format. I will be right back. Okay. 
So, wow, I get the whole radio for myself for two minutes? That doesn't happen very often. Um, as you know, the Elam theory was included this year, uh, where instead of having the a timed fourth quarter, they set an end point. Uh, and whoever hit that hit that number was declared the winner. So they added 24 points in the fourth quarter. So I, I believe Giannis's team was winning, I think 133, 124, or something like that. They added 24 points, and the first team to, to score 157 wins. And oh my goodness, we had a real game. We had teams playing defenses. We had teams taking charges in an All-Star game. What a novel concept. Why do you think that was? Why do you think that was? Why do you think this game more – you think it was because of Kobe? Seriously. I don't know. Um, I don't. Although I'm glad Kobe got the all-star MVP. I mean, it's a nice look. It's a nice tribute. But I think they saw this more as a pickup game where – there's more pride at stake because this is it. It's not, it's not, there's no fouls at the end. This is just, let's go see who's the best team. Let's just go see who wins. Cutthroat to the end. And for whatever reason, the team has brought it. Now I'll be fair. I didn't watch, I watched, I don't watch all-star games in any sport. Um, I did see the last couple minutes of this because I was curious to watch the ending. I thought it was a blast. I thought it was great. Uh, I thought it was a blast to watch. It made the game a. It didn't make the game that much quicker because you had 97 replays, but it did bring drama to a game which we. I don't remember the last time we had drama in an All Star game. Do you and think I think it's a good idea I, to keep going forward. So, do you think that this type of ending? Ha- so, this type of ending, I think it's called the Elam ending. Which, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, what, what happens is, as Seth said it best, there's a certain period in which a certain score, and then basically you're playing until you hit the score. So there's no foul. Fouls don't matter. I mean, they matter for points, but you're not. there's no time clock. And, in fact, it was – so the last quarter of every game is 15 minutes long. This was more than 15 minutes to play the Elam ending. So it actually was more right. NBA time than what even with fouls. But my question is, does, so this started in the basketball tournament, which is basically a pickup tournament uh, TV, for colleges. Yeah. And, yeah, the TBT, which um, Bayheim's Army, Syracuse alums, play every summer. And they have had a tremendous amount of success with it. And here it is in the All-Star game. Do you think that this has a future in the NBA? I mean, as a end of no. games? No. Why not? I don't. I think every. I think that it's too drastic. I, it's too drastic of a change, and I just don't see it happening. I think. I think you'll see it in All Star games going forward. I think you'll see it in maybe the CBA, maybe some of the the G. Sorry, I was going to say the CBA, the G League, because I think it generates interest. I just don't see you transitioning 
from three quarters being one way and a fourth quarter being another. Well, is I, it really I, that? I, I don't, is it is it really is it really that way being another? It's more just it takes the time out of it, right? So there is no hack a shack will never exist it under under those rules the hack a shack the hack a howard the hack a anybody is irrelevant it doesn't matter you're not stopping the clock because there is no clock and to me that's much more enjoyable basketball it's like you said it's a pickup game i thought it was great i thought it was great i just don't see i just don't think it's likely that it's gonna ever because remember, there's so many purists. It's it's difficult to make changes of this magnitude. It really is. The one thing, and the one thing you'll never get, the one thing you'll never get around when it comes to changing the rules of any sport is the stats. It's that simple. But in sure. basketball, I believe you have more of an opportunity to do that than you do in football or you do in baseball. Because it's not raw numbers, Seth. Basketball is not defined on raw numbers when it comes to stats. It's average points. It's average rebounds. It's average steals. Now, your triple-doubles may go away. Your triple-doubles may increase. I have no idea. But if you're going to change the rules of any sport to make it a drastic change like this, to me, basketball is the one you do. Because... The stats don't matter as much. Like in hockey, you're, you have the shootouts, and the shootouts don't count for goals. It's not a goal against. And people are like, wait a second, he just scored a goal. No, he scored it in a shootout. It doesn't count because it's raw stats. But in basketball, right. you have Jordan's 32 points per game. You have LeBron's 29 or whatever it is. Whatever the number is, it's all based on per game. So I think if you're going to make that drastic move, basketball is one of those sports that conceivably could do it. Not saying they will, but could. I think also, although I'm going against what I just said two minutes ago, because nobody really, of all the big sports, very rarely do you ever see drastic changes. Um, I do think basketball, although it's probably the sport that needs it the least, is probably the most apt to do it. Because it is a more modern game, a more a quote unquote cooler game than let's say the baseball, which yeah. is more of a pure sport. And I'm with you. They're more willing, I think, to take chances on these kind of things to see how they play out, which is why basketball's popularity has exploded and baseball's is well, baseball's. Baseball. No, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so the so the the tributes to Kobe Bryant, I thought Common was the best part of the entire weekend, by the way. Everything that Common did was amazing. The intros, the slam dunk championship, the tribute to Kobe, every, Common made the weekend. And I never thought I'd ever say a rapper who <laughs> I've never heard anything anything that he's ever rapped. Um, but if there was one guy that so that embodied Kobe Bryant there, maybe not in the basketball sense, but in the I do a whole lot of different things and I do them all really really well. Common made the most of that. 
and I, I loved the weekend. And, but you heard over and over throughout the last three weeks that all these new stars, Jason Tatum, Pascal Siakam, et cetera, all said, I grew up trying to be like Kobe Bryant. And two weeks ago, I, I'm, I started down this road with you, but we never really got to it. You and I both played a lot of pickup ball growing up. We probably played a lot of one-on-one ball growing up with friends. Just yep. things that don't happen today. You'd walk over to some. You'd walk over to uh, your friend across the street, and you'd play one-on-one. I think it happens a lot, a lot more when we were kids than it happens today. You always had to pick a five, right? You had to pick your top five that you were playing. Who was on your team? And we we heard everybody trying to be like Kobe. I was wondering who was on your team. Who were your five guys that you would pick? Because you would always have, well, you get the first guy and I get the second guy, right? And Jordan was generally the first guy. So let's assume you don't get Jordan, I don't get Jordan. Who were your five guys that you wanted playing? That you that pretended I wanted, to that I wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you have your five. Who well, when I start, when I first started playing, it was Dr. J. Okay. Then you either no, were Magic you or had Mike. A team. Magic you had you you had two guards, you had two forwards, and you had a center. Like when you played okay. on the playground, okay. I would pre- I would presume you picked your team, but it was this was a fictional team. So you said, okay, you got you get Michael. Well, I get the next two and go on. So who was your team? Okay. Who were your five? So my guards were Magic and Drexler, because Drexler, as you know, is my favorite all-time player. Um, my forwards were, were Dr. J, and I played more of a three. I played I played a three-two. I played I, I had no five <laughs> <laughs> because. Thinking about it now, it was Magic, Drexler, and either Mitch Richmond or, or uh, Drazen Petrovic were my three were my guards. And then it was either probably played more of a four guard with Dr. J. If not, then my, I would have taken probably a net because I was a Nets fan. So I probably would have taken God help me. I would have taken Buck Williams actually. Oh, I thought you were going to say Chris Dudley, which would have been even better. <laughs> No, I'm a better. I'm a better. I'm not as smart as him, but a better free throw shooter. Yeah, guys, if you'd like to call in seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six, an interesting conversation because it kind of dates us where we were and where we are. So, Doctor J, I believe retired in 1988, if I'm correct, or 87. So you're looking Something when you were 12. So 11 or 12 yeah. at that point. Um. And in 83, so if I had to, I remember distinctly, um, this must have been a little bit later because I remember picking David Robinson. Like, I remember picking David Robinson. And I picked him over Patrick Ewing, which was a huge deal in our, in our, on our block because people were like, we're, we're New Yorkers. We picked Patrick Ewing. That's who, that's who we are. But I will tell you, Patrick Ewing was never my favorite Nick, ever. 
Seth, can you pick my favorite Nick? Because he was on my team. Anthony Mason? Nope, but good call. Well played, but no. Same so position, what though. We talking no, no, same position. No, my okay, favorite so Nick Mason was Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley? Charles Oakley. Because I have, and Seth knows this, I have no skills. None. No, none. Whatsoever. None. But I can box the crap out of anybody. <laughs> I can, I, I remember playing in a game at, with really older gentlemen at the time. They were probably 25 or 30. I'm calling them old. That's funny. And I remember pinning a guy against the, um, against the hoop against the, the the padding in the hoop. And he must have been six one and I was probably like five six. And he's like, What are you doing? I was like, Well I'm not gonna get the ball, but neither are you And he's he just started laughing. He's like, Is this what you do all day? I was like, What, box people out? He goes, Or annoy the crap out of them? I was like, Yeah, a little bit of both. A little here, a little there. And okay, so I had Oakley David Robinson, John Stockton, who was probably my favorite player, and John Stockton, I had the Olympic jersey from John Stockton. And it took me five weeks to find it because nobody had John Stockton. Nobody I had John Stockton. But no, nobody even carried John Stockton. Like, John Stockton was number 15. He was the last one. <laughs> nobody had him. Um, so I had Stockton, Oakley, Robinson, my two guard. Oh, I had, uh, I, I played magic at the two, which is insane that I have magic and Stockton. And at the three, I, I had Dominic. I'd probably almost play Stockton at the two. I'd probably almost play Stockton. And then I had Dominic. Well, Stockton couldn't guard two guards. That is true. But I... But, but magic Yeah, and then I had Dominic. So I had no outside shooter on my team. None. But boy, could my team fly. <laughs> and they could rebound. And I didn't care about outside shooting because, as Seth has just said, I don't have any. But nobody came inside on me. Now, did you watch the Slam Dunk Championship? That I did, because everybody was home sick. So, I saw most okay. of it. I Aaron, I, I was jumping. I was jumping out of my seat for every dunk. I I think it was Reggie that was, Miller that said that this may this may be the best slam dunk championship ever, as far as like aptitude of dunks. I would agree. This was better than '88. And this I thought the tremendous. Pat Connaughton dunk. I thought the Connaughton dunk was sensational over Giannis. Yes, they all were. I thought that was it. That was sensational. I thought Gordon. And I think you have. I, I was shocked. I think you have to make the uh, the argument that when this originally started, you didn't have six ten guys dunking. No. They were well, they were minute. shooting guards. I, Larry Nance won the first one, and he was he was a That's if true. I remember correctly, he was a three four. Doc A was a three yep. was 
originally a 3-4. Um, I think Artist Gilmore was it like, there was a center in it. I, no. I, I it was Artist. Not Gilmore. There was one Artist center. Artist Gilmore was power. so old by then. All right, Slam Dunk Champions. Hold on, I got I got the list. Nance won the first one. No, Nance won the first one. Dominique. Eighty-five. Spud Webb. Yep, Spud Webb. Jordan Jordan. Jordan. Kenny Skywalker. Right. Dominique again. Dominique won it. I didn't remember that. Okay. D Brown. He when he pumped small. up the shoes. He did. Cedric Sabalos. He was big. Harold Miner. Baby Jordan, baby. Yeah, he is. Well, yeah. Isaiah Ryder. 6'6". Six, 6'8". Six. Six, yeah. Harold Miner again. Harold Miner again. Here's, here, did, I think so. Did you, did you hear what... Um, what Pat Conigan said, he was like, I'm doing this because I, I don't get to see white people jump very high. And they haven't, they haven't jumped or they haven't been in many slam dunk championships. I think it was Reggie Moore said, obviously he has not seen Brett Barry. Jeez. <laughs> oh, that was a long time ago. 1996. And then Kobe won in the 97. And there was none in 98 or 99, which I don't remember. I don't remember. 98, the WNBA NBA two-ball champ competition replaced the slam dunk contest. You know, that's something we missed. There was no WNBA in this. That is true. Which they also had at one point the woman, the WNBA player, the NBA player, and the legend, which was pretty good. Yeah. But that, I liked all that. That that was gone. Surprisingly, anyway, it was nice to see. I will tell you, it was nice to see a star. Even if it wasn't like LeBron, it was nice to see Aaron. It was nice to see um, Aaron Gordon. Dwight it Howard. was nice to see Dwight Howard. It was nice to see guys that you recognized rather than guys like Jeremy Pargo. Right? You had you had Jones. I get that, but. At the end of the day, there was a lot more oomph in this one than there has been in a while. And I like to see yeah. that. So, anyway, we got five more minutes left. Uh, would you like to go? Or would you like me to go? Yeah. I'm actually going to bring up your alma mater. And Not for a good reason. I'm wondering if it's finally time. You know, they, mm. they lost again to Florida State. They're probably not going to the tournament. The, you know, I, I was talking with well with Paul Miyake, who might, who Sean knows relatively well, and who is as knowledgeable a Syracuse guy as anyone I know. I think he's leading the charge for the replay for to bring in Chris Beard. You know, Bayheim has been there for forty years, thirty eight years, or ne- and they're never. It's very difficult to get rid of a legend. But let's be honest, the last six years even though they went to the Final Four one year, they've always been on the precipice of yep. being an NIT team. The recruiting is not great. The, the zones, because of the – the zones doesn't seem to have the same oomph, to quote you, as it did at one point. You know, just wondering, after 40 years and 
you know, whatever the number is, championship, countless Final Fours. Just wondering if it's time. What are your thoughts? Um, there are two things. First of all, Chris Beard does not come to Syracuse. Uh, well, for so many different reasons. But number one is they won't pay him. <laughs> that's that's yeah. first, second, and third. It will not be paid. Number two, I have a problem with your with your concept of maybe it's Paul's, maybe it's yours, that he doesn't get recruits because he's got two top 40s coming in next year, and the year after if right they, now he's got the number five he's got the number right. five the recruit in the is, country. Are they going to actually play for him, or are they going to go? Agreed. Or are they going to go pro? Agreed. But two years ago, Darius Baisley, not Beheim's fault, right? I mean, you have a top five recruit. That goes to the G League. That's not Beheim's fault. He recruited him. He got him there. He got him to where Baisley picked Syracuse and then chose to do something else. Again, not his fault. Is he aiming too high? Maybe. But A, you're not getting Chris Beard there as much as I look, I've always said the guy after the guy is a patsy. Yeah. And well, I've made like, this prediction before. I believe the guy after the guy, the guy after the legend will be Greg Paulus, who is currently the coach of Niagara. Because if he succeeds... Wait, wait Greg, Paulus is, Greg Paulus is not the coach of Miami. Niagara. What are you talking about? Oh, Niagara. Niagara. Which is a wait, central New York repl- team. Did he replace Sean Bayline's kid? Yep. Huh. Okay. Seth, the guy, the guy after the guy. I get it. If he if he succeeds, he's a he's a Syracuse kid. Yippee! He did it. Right? He did. If he fails, well, we got Jerry McNamara right there. That's my prediction. It's been my prediction for a year. I think Greg Paulus is the guy after the guy. But I don't think it's time. I don't think he retires at least until Buddy's gone, which is another two years. He's coaching his kid. He's not leaving before that. And there's no way Syracuse is forcing him out. Not in a million years will they ever force him out. They tried that once, if you recall. (laughs) You saw how that went. (laughs) Um, Okay, so my last thing is uh, um, on Sunday – Yep, Sunday is uh, my brother Mitch's 45th birthday. Uh, one of the biggest Islander fans I've ever met. Um, and truly a fantastic big brother. Uh, I don't know where I would be in this life without my brother. Um, both of them. We've had our ups, we've had our downs. But at the end of the day, uh, when people say blood is thicker than water, it really is. Uh, Mitch, I love you, buddy. And I hope I will be uh, going out to Arizona on Friday. I can't wait to spend your birthday with you. So a very happy 45th to my brother, Mitch. Peace out, man. And we will see you next week on the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. Have a pleasant week for Seth Kamins. This is Sean Palmer, BackSportsPage.com, Blog Talk Radio. And we'll see you, as I said, next week. Have a good one, everybody. Have a good night.